fear not. For I have redeemed you. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Dad Shorts Podcast. We're just two dads trying to figure out what the best New Year's Eve snack is. Ooh, best New Year's Eve snack is clearly pizza. Is that is that a snack? I feel like, or is that a meal? I mean, I guess you could. I feel like pizza it's it's, it's grab and go. So okay. I guess you could go there. Let's go uh, Garrett's popcorn. You son of a <laughs> I hate you. It's clearly the best. Uh, yeah, that's actually a really good one. I was gonna say nachos because nachos are good. You can make your nachos barbecue nachos. You could do you know traditional nachos. You can go beef. You can go chicken. You can go pork. Yep. We made nachos. barbecue nachos this week. They're delicious. That's yeah. so good. So good. Well, I'm Zach Holden and I am Scott Ragsdale. And joining us in studio is Jeremiah Smith. Uh, Maya, what is the best uh, New Year's Eve snack food? The best New Year's snack food is. Little Smokies, yeah, in the crock pot with like barbecue sauce, yep, and, and like get a little brown sugar in there. And you just cook them for a couple hours. Oh man, I can, I can, so I can devour like ninety seven. Yeah, those things. are good. So those good are on. my absolute favorite. For sure. Here's the thing: if you put all of our three foods together, I'm coming to that New Year's I, Eve party. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I love yeah. uh, the new thing that I've started every time we have Little Smokies. Is I, I walk in and I say, "Where's my toe?" The scary stories to tell in the dark, you know, yeah. like, uh, oh, and my kids yeah. just roll their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do. That's, 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 that's the do. point of this podcast, <laughs> yes. the short dad's podcast. How, how, do we get, how do we get our kids to roll their eyes as much as possible? Absolutely. Uh, every time you have those puppies, <laughs> ask where your toe is. <laughs> I might be a legitimate question for there me. Is, is my toe there is somewhere is in the street in Bittenville. I don't know. Where is toe? <laughs> this one's on me. <laughs> Oh, 100. Man, That's what you're doing. DJ. You're just going to be like, oh, I found Zach's toe. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That's so good. So good. Well, listen, uh, Maya, tell us a little bit about yourself. Job title, number of kids. Well, other well first facts. of all, you're calling me Maya. Oh, so wow. it's because we're friends. We go back a long way. <laughs> Uh, Maya short for Jeremiah. Although now that it's become a popular girl's name, I tend not to use it as much. So, but you are free to call me Maya as much as you want. Um, I, um, well, I am my my official title is vice president of branded marketing for the Chosen. Uh, it's a TV show about the life of Jesus and through seen through the eyes of his followers. And so, yeah, but. Uh, we go way back. We do. Boy, do we. Yeah. We go way back. So it's been a, it's been a wild ride. Mm -hmm. We started, uh, you you came up to us and asked if we wanted to help start uh, with you a life group for foster families. I, we asked you? You asked us. Because Joe and I. Wow. Yeah. That's we were, weird. We, I would never we do that like, now. We've got too many kids to do a yeah. life group. And you came up yeah. and you're like, hey, we've got you know kids. We've got a, a couple other families who might be interested. That's so right. We started it just the, our two families. That's right. And the Kindles joined us, and yeah. the uh, Pfeifers, Pfeifers dove in for, for a while. Yeah, even they just yeah. liked us. They didn't have any foster yeah. kids. They just liked us. And I'm sure everybody on, Walter, who listens yeah. to the podcast knows all these people. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. clearly. Yeah. Listen, I don't think you understand <laughs> that our listener of like 40 people is like 30 percent our friends. Sure. So that's, all these people that's, know. There's it's a high good. degree of likelihood that they do know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I mean, I have a tough, tough act to follow. Having you know. Mr. Podcast himself on yeah, last week. Yeah. 
I know. We stepped up our Isaac. game. I don't know if he's tweeted out to his followers or not. We need to. I know, we need to see. Yeah. Yeah. He, might, he might just be trying to keep it. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to put this one out there. It's a little embarrassing. <laughs> so it, on the on the topic of names, because like I also knew you as Maya. So yeah. like, yeah. Uh, can we call you Jer Bear? Like, is that is that <laughs> the new one? Sure. Is that, is that yeah. better? Okay. Or yeah. or yeah. like Melissa well, does, you stupid man. He's on often <laughs> often heard in my house. Right. Welcome to the show, you stupid man. That <laughs> <laughs> actually. Rolls off the tongue quite nicely. It's try, yeah, oh, yes, it does. <laughs> At very decibel levels. <laughs> Coming out the mouth. <laughs> Savannah. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Um, uh, so we've been on Christmas this break. This is what happens when <laughs> yeah, it's true. we don't see each other and you have two HD guys running a podcast. Yep, absolutely. You know. uh, listen, I would like to ask a couple questions. First off, uh, what's your go-to dad outfit? Or you know, as Scott... Uh, Scott the Innsmayer told us a uh, uniform. Yes. Dad, my dad uniform yeah. is um, a hoodie, mm -hmm. a hat, <laughs> which I am wearing both now. Yeah. And uh, and then usually uh, at home, because I work remote most of the time, is comfortable pants. Um, or no pants at all, depending, <laughs> depending, depending on the day, but usually, usually just some comfy pants and yes. but a hoodie and a hat. I, I am like, I took a, a flight last week. I was in LA and, or two weeks ago. I don't even know what day it is. And I texted Melissa, I forgot my hat and I'm walking around the airport and I felt naked. <laughs> like I felt so out of place. I don't, it's, it's like the hat is my place of mm -hmm. comfort. Right. And I'm in the airport. I'm like, okay, she's just go buy a hat. And naturally every store I was in, it was Dallas Cowboys hat. So I'm like, <laughs> or, or just cowboy pink cowboy hats. So Usually I was tempted. I was tempted, <laughs> but I love a good hat. Uh, now your idea of comfy pants, what's, yeah. let's identify that. I just like doing? sweatpants, joggers, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Are you like more track pant guy or are you like, like the soft mm, fabric? I like soft fabric. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Uh, what's your uh, what's your best dad story? <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> my best dad story. Well, I mean, uh, which one of my children do I want to embarrass? <laughs> I mean, it's just been such a such a wild ride. Um, we have because we have four children, a mix of adopted and biological, and um, you know, it just uh, <laughs> we went from zero to two kids uh in one day after 12 years of marriage my best dad story was taking at the time was my two-year-old son and i was going to give him a bath and so like I i'm still new to this right maybe i had had the kids for just a few weeks and we were in the foster care process and we, were, we wanted to adopt them and uh, <laughs> he, and somehow in the time between i left him in his bedroom when the bathroom is right next door in his bedroom. And I took his diaper off. I'm like, Oh, I need, I should go turn on the tub to get the water warm first. So I run in, I turn on the water. And I mean, I'm gone a total of 30 seconds max somehow in that time period. And we didn't have, we didn't have really a bed for him yet. Cause we, cause the kids had just been placed mm -hmm. with us. So we just had a mattress on the floor, you know, with some fun sheets and kids stuff on it. And, there in the middle of the mattress was a turd. <laughs> and Noah was in the same place I left him, just with a big old smile on his face. So somehow, in the time I went, like, literally out his door, into the next door, turned on the bathtub, came back in, he climbed up, 
dropped a dropped a bomb. <laughs> That's hilarious. And it was just smiling up at me. <laughs> so lesson learned. Do not leave a naked child unattended. That's funny. Oh well, I feel like the same thing happened to Johnny Depp. Is that, is that <laughs> I don't know. Different story. <laughs> don't know that one. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, well, listen, we got uh, one question left. Uh, what, uh, what's your advice you'd give to a brand new dad? <laughs> don't leave a naked <laughs> child unattended. Are you not listening? <laughs> you got to be on turn alert. Not all the yeah. turn alert. Oh my gosh! No, but it is funny the difference between boys and girls because they're boys. Like I remember the first time each of my boys learned they could pee outside. Mm-hmm. Then it's the only place they yes. go pee, including on the mailbox when the mailman's delivering <laughs> the mail. Was it a mail mailman? No, no, no. Because <laughs> at least then he's like, well, I mean, I'm yeah, 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 too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, Elliot, like, he gets out of, like, we pull into the driveway, and it doesn't really matter, like, where, where it's from. Like, we pull into the driveway. He is not waiting for us to open the door. <laughs> like, he just pops out, and he just, like... There's a golden arc just out the outside the van. He oh, runs down man. to a tree, like. So yeah. when we when we have the emergency roadside stops, usually Melissa's handling it. Mm-hmm. But she was driving when we were on our way back from uh, Alabama a couple months ago. I mean, it was about a year ago, probably. I don't know. Anyway, um, our youngest was four, and so he was. It was an emergency, right? It's <laughs> yeah, always always it's always emergency. last yeah. minute. I mean, we probably left the gas station five minutes ago. (laughs) So we're on the side of the interstate and, and she's like, she's, she's giving me instructions. She's being very helpful with (laughs) step-by-step instructions, let's say. And, and, and I'm like kind of getting a little frazzled because he's like, I gotta go, I gotta go. And as I pull down his shorts, uh, she says, no, turn him that way. I'm like, wait, what? And he looks <laughs> over at me. Oh, no. And I mean, the golden <laughs> arc all over, just cuts, cuts across my legs like a lightsaber. <laughs> like all over the van, the door uh, that's open of the van. I mean, just everywhere. And she's so she's offering me more instructions. <laughs> and I'm I'm gracefully accepting them yep, yep. in a very calm manner. I am sure as cars are driving by at 75 miles per hour <laughs> while my leg is and yeah. it's and it, luckily it wasn't like all over me. It was just but it was just like the line. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. Yep, like a like a clean lightsaber cut. Like, I, I, I mean, I good. almost <laughs> described it like a lightsaber <laughs> yeah. cut. I almost did. Good. Yeah. Oh. I mean, Ray does have a yellow lightsaber now, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's, she's got the yellow lightsaber. That's canon. That's wow. That's the deep. Movie we don't cuts. speak of. We should not speak of that movie. Oh, oh is that the third one? Yeah, yeah. the best one. Yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Objectively, the is... best one. That's <laughs> yeah. not even funny. <laughs> Sorry. We don't joke about such I'm things. I'm sorry. Actually, this will tell me a lot about you guys. Let's have, have you seen The Last the... Jedi? How yep. do you feel about it as a film, first of all, but then as a Star Wars movie? Uh, well, I think Zach and I have talked about this, yeah. like just ad nauseum, not necessarily on the show. But, mm-hmm. Well, I, um, I need to learn about you. Yeah, uh, I, I like it of its own, like of its own accord. Um, Zach and I have talked about like if they would have continued that instead of like freaking out and, and trying to retcon it. Um, I think it would have been much better than, than what they did. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm I'm right there with you. I think it's a brilliant film. There's some stuff that's just like a little too much. Right. Like the whole chase thing, but 
it's beautiful it's thoughtful right yeah. whereas the first one's kind of like it's great but it's kind of copying yeah like, oh it's, everything it's one to one yep. and the third one is just like i mean it's like a turd at two-year-old leaves on a bed <laughs> <laughs> exactly but it's it's 100 percent. they're trying to retcon everything yeah. and like make up for yeah. Yeah. i i liked the fact that they tried to do something different with the last jedi like brian johnson's a Absolutely. really good director he's a really good writer like he and, tried to do something yeah. different yeah. Yeah. parts and, i didn't like and you know you can get it those i think those parts that i didn't like stand out so much more now that you've seen the the rise of Star yeah, Wars. and it's yeah, like, yeah. well, now yeah, I can't because they because they didn't yeah they didn't go. But back when I yet. saw it, I was like, okay, that's something different. Uh, and I remember thinking, uh, I wonder what people thought of uh, Empire Strikes Back. And I went back and read some reviews. People hated the Empire Strikes Back yep. when it first came yep, out. Exactly. And then now you see uh, the way it it flows yep. into Return of the Jedi, and you're like, oh yeah. And Which the Return of the, of the Jedi ones. is a pretty hokey movie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, totally. Hokey. Yeah. But, but, but I still beloved. What they were going to do with Ryan Johnson's vision to finish out, I think it would have made. Uh, I think what made Last Jedi better. Yes. Yeah. But you know, instead, it's, it's like now it stands alone as this weird movie that doesn't fit anything. Yeah. And it feels discombobulated between one and what three ended as. And I'm like, well, this was, you're just hitting the high notes for the, you know, yeah. Return of New Hope and Return yeah. of the, or the Jedi. And you've redone them. But then you had to spend the first, you know, two thirds of the movie there's, retconning. There's the two, I mean, there's, there's two moments that stand out for me. The first is, is obviously luke chucking a lightsaber which yeah. most people hate yeah but i love because it gives luke a character arc mm -hmm. right like like you could see it basically he's just yoda and obi-wan again yep. they did the same thing yep they went and hid yep. anyway um but then when ray it kind of has her learn you know wanting to know about her family and her parents and all of that and my little girls loved Ray so much because she um, came from nothing. Yeah, she wasn't special. She wasn't. Her parents weren't special. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter who they were, but she was going to be a Jedi. And then in the third one, they took that away from my girls. Yeah. Yep. Right? Because it's like, oh, no, she's actually whatever the, the lineage of, of mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. No, I that love that guy. Yeah. yeah. He who shall not be named. Yeah. And so it really broke it really broke my heart because they identified so much because of being adopted, right? Not knowing everything, yeah. kind of coming from hard places. Mm -hmm. And and that's just the things that I, you know, when you're retconning something because you're trying to make it like everything else, you just you undo something that was really powerful and special yep. for mm -hmm. someone. Anyway, like, I love, I love, I love film and TV guys. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> but I love that. Like that was one of my favorite things too, is they're trying to, they're trying to make it not about the Skywalkers, which I think like it's fine. Like it has its detractors because it's a, it's a Skywalker like storyline. But I think when you're doing a sequel trilogy, you've got to move beyond the family. And I think that Ryan Johnson yep. was trying to do that. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. My least favorite part of the whole thing, though, was them announcing uh, that Emperor Palpatine was the big bad um, on um, Fortnite. Yeah. Like, that was my... And then the scroll at the beginning. Oh, my gosh. The worst. Yes. Oh, my God. I don't... My video games are from the devil, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's... I mean, Fortnite's from the devil. I play Call of Duty. <laughs> Indeed. It's a much better game. So... Yeah, well, listen, before there. we... Uh, I'm going to interrupt you because we got yeah, we got go, time. Go. Yeah. Uh, before we get to our, do segment. you guys do it? Do you guys like? Is this just as long as you want, or you try to keep it? We try to do three ten minute segments, and we have oh, no, we're no, we're not, 
I'm just warning everybody listening. There's no way. <laughs> it's not going to be. We no have, way. We have hit that time three times. Three times. We've hit it. We've hit it. Mm-hmm. Out of, this is episode 50. Well, One, the, I think I think we have a chance, guys, to really, you know, Get dig in. Reel it in an hour. <laughs> this, is, this is long form. Uh, <laughs> Two part this one. So we're going to have a three, our first three part episode. <laughs> yes. Oh. I love it. Uh, well, we do want to talk to your interview with you um, because you have a new book coming out, which you texted me, and I thought you were going to text me a joke. <laughs> You're like, I got a new book. And I was like, uh huh. And then you didn't send the title and didn't send me any link. I was like, he's going to send me something really inappropriate. <laughs> I, <laughs> and it didn't, it didn't who, show up. <laughs> me? Well, what's funny is I was I was trying to send it, and then I, and so I clicked send, and then I, I hopped in the shower and I get back out, and I was like, oh, message did not send. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and so I just had to compress it. It was a, the PDF was too big. Yeah. So I had to compress it and all of that. But uh, yes, I, 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 I did have a missed opportunity there to send you like <laughs> a Harlequin romance novel, you know, something, something like that, that I know is probably on your year end best, best of list. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought I would. Anything with Fabio on the cover is an instant <laughs> Zach Holden. He just, he can't not buy it. I, yes, it's right. romance and trashy on there. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the, when I got hit by a car, Jeremiah was like, hey, I'm going to come over. I want to bring you some stuff and bring you lunch. Just, you play games or something. I was like, yeah, I love this. Great. And he goes, I also think you should check out this movie. I'm like, okay, sure. And he had taken my face and put it on Lieutenant Dan's face. <laughs> he goes, I think you're going to really like this movie. And then proceeded for like an hour to send me my face on all of these people who have been injured or were, That's were disabled in movies. <laughs> so he sends me, I'm like, I wrote a book. I'm like, yeah, sure. You <laughs> like the TV show you want me to watch. So, that's um, so great. I can't, I, I forgot about doing that. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's my way of, of, you know, empathizing with <laughs> someone is yeah. to co- start calling him Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> so we also, we share an account uh, mm-hmm. for movies and stuff. Yes. Cause we each buy movies and stuff. And I might've changed his name to little Gimpy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and we definitely can't tell you the password that I make no. him type every time. No. He'll sometimes kick me out on purpose. So that way I have to go back and type it in. It's very, we'll, we'll tell you that one later, Scott. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I love it. He's always like, type it in front of your teenage daughters. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. I'll just... <laughs> oh, that's this is just how I laugh. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Maya, tell us about the yes. title of your book, uh, where people yes. can find it, all that other good yes. stuff. And then we want to ask you a serious question. So what's, What's what's pretty crazy is I've I've always wanted to write. I love writing. Uh, I, I joke that writing is my first love, but I'm known to flirt with other media. Um, but uh, I was asked. It was it was kind of a whole crazy series of circumstances where um, I was hanging out with a friend of mine, uh, Dallas Jenkins, who's the creator of The Chosen. We actually met. Gosh, 17 years ago now at a poker table at the Bellagio. Nice. So at a poker tournament that, of course, Dallas won. Um, but we were sitting next to each other and we became instant friends and hit it off, um, you know, and um, because of our faith, because we both love poker. I mean, those two just usually go hand in hand, you know. <laughs> yes, usually. Um, but but we, uh, we bonded around that and then, you know, adoption they have an adopted uh adopted child as well and just stayed in touch over the years um we're you know and every conversation was always like super deep uh he was a fan of my writing when i wrote i actually ha, my career is kind of weird 
So uh, he was a fan of my writing. You were and, writing about poker at the time. Yes, right? that, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. I think um, I, I think that's cool. So yeah, yeah, tell, yeah. just give the the audience just a little bit of what that was. Just the sure. So yeah. So I'll, let's not forget your original question: how <laughs> yeah, we got so, here about why did I write a book? Well, yeah. So we'll we'll come back to that. <laughs> You're so, with two ADHD hosts. Yeah, fine. This Keep is <laughs> the squirrel. This is the flashback segment. The squirrel. <laughs> you need to. You need to I don't. <laughs> In a time long ago, <laughs> that was wonderful. I love it. Um, so I actually, so I, I went to Lincoln Christian College, which became Lincoln Christian University. University studied uh, preaching, where actually I was a classmate of Scott's uh, older, dumber brother, Thank Chad. You. Thank you. Thank you. And um, so Chad and I knew each other, right? And um, but then worked in a church in New Hampshire for about seven years and um, there kind of cut my teeth with marketing and really did fall in love with marketing. Um, but then over time learned I didn't love, um, I love certain aspects of it. And my, my next job, I made a very natural career change to being a content producer in the professional poker industry. So from pastor to poker makes As one per does. perfect sense. Yeah. It's, Pretty is standard. The, is that the title of your book? <laughs> uh, no, the title of my book will be, I, I have a new title. It used to be from pastor to poker, <laughs> but no, the title of my, my memoir will one day be, if you are not the title of the book, I'm going to tell you in a minute. <laughs> the book, the book I will write one day is, is if you're showering at the car wash, you're not pooping on the houseboat. <laughs> so we'll, we'll unpack that in segment 14. Please do. Please do. Podcast. I like it. But it's based on my life history. Oh. Um, both of those statements. Um, yes, I've showered at a car wash. All right. Okay, back uh, back again, back in the story. So I was a pastor for about seven that was years. <laughs> Please do it. <laughs> then in Vegas, we, uh, we had a job. Job didn't happen. So the first job I could get was being i mean and i'm i'm applying to every job under the sun because i'm i had family my brother was in vegas with his family we had a great church support system in vegas um but i'm an unemployed pastor in vegas who doesn't really want to do vocational ministry anymore not a lot of jobs in vegas for a guy like that and i mean i was i was trying to apply for everything i could and just wasn't getting anywhere the literally the first job offer i got was being a writer at the World Series of Poker That's for awesome. Card Player Magazine. And so um, now looking back, um, Neil Wyndham, who is a professor of mine at Lincoln and a mentor, um, said to me when I told him I was going to work for The Chosen, he, was, he, he said, you know, Jeremiah, wow, with God, nothing is wasted. Yeah. <laughs> And when you look at kind of each stage of my career and what I'm able to do now from pastor to the poker world, I learn about producing content at scale also happens to be the place where I met the creator of this little TV show. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, but there were many years there where I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, how did I end up here? Right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm watching two guys in between rounds of a poker tournament during the break gamble on Wii Bowling for $30,000. Jeez. <laughs> Meanwhile, that was my salary as a pastor, right? Mm -hmm. Like two years ago. So I, but then um, also had some success at the poker table um, and got on TV once, well, a bunch, one year. 
and then turn that into where I'm kind of like an OG podcaster. So 2008, I started hosting podcasts for about four years. I hosted two different poker podcasts and would set up at the World Series of Poker, you know, and uh, and would um, and I was following and like, let me be clear, though, there were two other hosts um, who moved on. So I adapted it from then. I didn't run it in the ground, luckily, um, but they were awesome. Joe, Joe and Scott did a great job with their podcasts. And, and so I just kind of took over the hosting duties. Um, but yeah, so I spent like about seven years in the world of professional poker, going around the world of poker tournaments, and then um, helped build a, a, a poker training site. Um, and then, uh, you know, made a very natural career move to Legan and Platt right. in Missouri. And then Walmart after that, where I'm at Walmart, then again, at kind of at each stop, I was working, even at when I was at the church, when I was learning marketing, I got to work with Saddleback and Willow Creek and was learning how to market at scale Mm -hmm. and with a couple of their big programs. And so, um, hanging out with back to Dallas, (laughs) hanging out with Dallas (laughs) and he introduces me to who's now the president of, um, of our company, the chosen incorporated. And, and he says, Hey, Brad, I want you to meet Jeremiah. So he's one of two people on earth, uh, who, whose words I would trust to be my own. Um, and I think you should, you know, just hang out with him for a bit and see if he should be on the team. And I'm sitting here and I mean, it was like a title wave hit me. I'm like, and it was such a surreal moment. And here's this guy, Brad Pello, who, you know, he's, he's the founding CEO of ancestry.com. Um, all of these, tech companies like he's like an entrepreneurial genius and so i said hey brett uh nice to meet you (laughs) i call i continue to call him brett for the rest of the day and his name's brad so great first impression jeremiah right yeah Yeah. that's good but but in that moment dallas said you know he just he just kind of spoke some truth into an existence that like was beautiful for me because i actually hadn't been writing in years except for at Christ Church of Orinogo, which we all attended together. Um, I, um, Jake Harp asked me to write devotionals. And so authored in there. that's right, Scott, yeah. you wrote some too. Uh, and God and Ninja Turtles, just in case you're there you go. God and Ninja Turtles, right? I mean, but you got to write about what you yeah. what you go Love to it. sleep thinking about. Yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. awesome. (laughs) Um, So I I wrote about spiritual warfare and prayer is what I wrote about. (laughs) Yeah. No, actually, I didn't. I did. (laughs) (laughs) So so Dallas, Dallas just really like it was like a whirlwind because I was like doing marketing at scale. And I hadn't been in the weeds with the writing. And so um, as part of my my job offer that I got a week later, which I wasn't expecting. Awesome. Right. Like I just showed up for this day of where they were filming. Um they call them the round table conversations, you know, for season two they were filming these conversations. And and so it was this was as season two um was just about to be finished released. There was like two episodes left yeah. when I got the job offer. And um was at Walmart at the time leading brand for global communications at Walmart. And, um, yeah, it was such a weird moment. And part of that was they wanted me to write the student guide to the chosen for teens. That's cool. Basically. So, you know, 
um, Dallas's wife, Amanda, had written at the time three Bible studies and three devotionals. The devotional she co-authors with uh, with a woman and then the Bible studies, um, Dr. Uh, Douglas Huffman from Biola, who's a New Testament scholar, um, kind of, you know, make sure they're good to go theologically and all of that. He's one of the Bible scholars or Bible experts who consult on the chosen. And um, so they invited me into that. I was the first and only person so far that they gave a book to, to do. So Amanda was my editor um, and, and fixed a lot of mistakes. And basically what I, what I wanted to do uh, was, you know, it took me a long time to kind of find the angle because I wanted to speak to teens like in a very meaningful way, but kind of know, but not talk about the stuff that is always, I feel like surface level. Mm -hmm. So the title kind of just came right from the show itself. It's called get used to different, Mm -hmm. a student guide to the chosen. And, um, and it's, it's broken into three parts. And the first part is um, about season one. And then second part, season two is, part season three um but part one was was really significant for me it took a long time to write um but i don't think any of the book was written during <laughs> sunlight hours mm-hmm. uh because i had my day job to do and uh, it became really hard to write it but i woke up i would wake up at like four in the morning or go to bed at like 2 a.m you know and just had this crazy schedule for a couple months where i was just trying to get it over the line but, um, but it ended up being very impactful for me just to write it because I had to take a step back and look at my crazy history and my crazy story yeah. um, and deal with um, some of my own own issues. So that the first part is based on um, at the end of episode one of The Chosen, spoiler alert, guys, spoiler <laughs> alert here, um, there is, you know, the whole episode you ne- is, is you're following Mary Magdalene and you're meeting Simon and you're kind of getting to know these characters and you're kind of like, wait a minute, I thought this was about Jesus, right? Isn't he supposed to like come in with like a halo around his head? <laughs> well, finally, the first place you see Jesus in the chosen is in a bar, right? Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. And, and he has this conversation where um, Mary had only been going by the name Lilith um, and, and everyone knew her as Lilith. She's kind of like the crazy lady, you know, who has problems demons yes as we know ptsd all sorts of stuff and and jesus looks at her and he and he says mary of magdala fear not for i have redeemed you i've called you by name you are mine and in that moment mary was seen and he knew her name and so that moment has impacted tens of millions of people around the world in the show and now and what's cool about it is, is it's it's taking a it's a verse from Isaiah 43 that that Jesus is quoting. And so I just took that verse and kind of made the whole first section of the of the book about that. Now it's the, I, I'm calling it a book. It's really more of like a devotional. It's somewhere between devotional and Bible study. So mm-hmm. so there's four devotionals per week because it's aimed at teens. It's like don't want to overwhelm them. Yeah. yeah. Right over six <clears throat> weeks. There's prayer and reflection at the end of each devotional. And then there's a group discussion guide at the end for like, you know, small group leaders, discipleship group leaders, Sunday school classes, whatever format kids want. Um, And 
but but I really unpack and and really it's a self-reflection as much as anything else you know and there's an incredible book that I would highly recommend people read called you are not your own by Alan Noble that is a just a beautiful reflection on this idea of essentially the, the culture we've created for ourselves is, and, and so I, 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 in a lot of ways, I, I wouldn't call my book, uh, Alan Noble for, for teens at all. Um, because what he's doing is more of a sociological reflection where, and I'm kind of like, how do I take some of these concepts and translate it to teens? So what do I do? I make the mascot of the book is a hamster. <laughs> so, so, As you do. so yes, uh, so there's a, a little hamster on a wheel and, and I talk about um, this idea that in our culture, we focus on these surface level issues so much, whether it's right now, the hot topics are gender, sexuality, um, and um, Google Drive just popped up. Are we still good? Yep, you're still good. Okay. All right. I'll just click over. I just want to make you guys edit. <laughs> you jerk. It's my favorite um, part of the show. <laughs> yeah, give me a second here. And so, <clears throat> we get kids today, you know, get so many messages. And in the church and church leaders and parents, we really focus on for what are us, like these hot button issues. And, and I don't want to say that like gender or sexuality are surface level issues because those are, those are kind of like the core and what kids are experiencing and the messages they get in culture today are, are trying to take identity and labels and, and give them. And that's where they're going to find their meaning, right? Cause kids are just, they just want to feel like they belong mm -hmm. and, um, and everybody's different, right? And everybody's wired differently. But to me, the core issue is what Jesus says to Mary. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And instead, society is always telling teens and telling us that self-worth is the most important thing. You know, believe in yourself. Like and everything's about yourself, self, self. And I'm not, I mean, I make sure my children don't have any self-esteem. Um, <laughs> I, was, but, I was waiting for you to say issues yeah. and then I realized who was talking. We're yeah. We're no. um, but like, like we, we, we've bought into this idea that like self-worth yep. and being true to yourself is like the most important thing you can do. But suddenly we live in the society now of millions of people who are all living their own truth yep. and, and man, look where it's gotten us because then the next kind of line on the hamster wheel is is then you need self help mm -hmm. to kind of repair your self worth, yep. right? And then the, when self help doesn't work, and and again self help can be good, right? And having a good self esteem is not a bad thing. It's just our overemphasis on these things creates this cycle, and kind of the third the third lane there is self medication. And this is really from Alan Noble's book, and he talks about all the different ways we self medicate, like and it, it's not just like drugs and alcohol. Right. Or it's, and it's not just bad things. There's lots of ways we self-medicate, like fitness can become a form of self-medication, yeah. not a bad thing, yeah. right? But, but it, we create this essentially cycle of habits all because our identity is so messed up. And because we're trying to figure out who we are instead of 
resting in whose we are. Yeah. And, and that's really, that's really the, the first part of the mm-hmm. book is, and that's a lesson I've been learning my whole life as, you know, child of adoption, um, crazy, you know, career, crazy family history. So, so that, that is the first part of the book. The second part of the book is a little more practical, like how to be a disciple of Jesus based on season two. And then the third part is kind of heavy. It's, it's about suffering and why do bad things happen to good people? And, and so this is, it's a, I don't know if it's a book for every teenager, mm-hmm. right? But I think in the, in like in small groups and stuff, and there's a ton of beautiful artwork in the book taken from the show. Um, it's very fun, like color wise. And then there's QR codes as well, mm-hmm. where when we reference a scene, you can go watch the scene. Nice. Cool. And so it's, it's really built and we hope to do some stuff with, with, uh, text reminders and stuff like that too mm-hmm. but that's that's more down the road so yeah it comes out in, comes out in february 2024 that nice. sounds awesome yeah now you did kind of uh, i know we read the intro uh, you just said this morning instead of what i thought you were going to send me uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh it's great and you do kind of talk a little bit about your history i'd yeah. like to kind of dig into that a little bit yeah, read the got, read the first line that's you, yeah do you have it pull yeah, it up oh no no wait no, I can. while he's while he is uh yeah. Pulling it up over here. I, I'd like, I, one of the things that I distinctly remember about this whole, uh, you shifting careers and going there is I remember <clears throat> that like one week you were just visiting like the set of the chosen mm-hmm. and that like you, you were talking about it. You had posted something like I'm going to, I was watching, I was watching editing. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah, Dallas doing, was editing yeah. episode seven and eight of season two. Just like this weird timeline of, uh, oh, cool. He's, he's going to like check this out on set. And then uh, all of a sudden, like the next week, hey, I'm moving to Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got this new job. It I'm was like, really that Holy fast. smokes. That's it was crazy. A, it was a crazy experience, yeah. you know. And, and you came in and like, like your first official gig, was it? Uh, where you were introducing the Christmas special at the theater? Yeah, my first, my first big project there was we marketed um a, a, a christmas episode that fans didn't even know we were mm-hmm. filming yeah and so during that time my my job was going to be in dallas's mind writing but as soon as i kind of joined I, I took a look around i was like holy cow because the show had been crowdfunded they didn't have much money yet mm-hmm. right like they it, it was starting to take off but i think i was employee 12 i could be getting that wrong mm-hmm. but they had a bunch of uh people who are still on the team who I love dearly, they're on my team now, um, who I would say were like high passion, but didn't really have experience, yeah. you know? And so they just wanted to help make, get the show out to the world. And mm-hmm. so I, I was like, oh man, um, holy cow, I'm going to use what I learned at Walmart and building brand for that can scale. Yep. And, and so since then, it's just been an incredible ride. And That's so we've awesome. built, we've built an infrastructure that has enabled the show to be marketed around the world that has enabled it to be like someone can do a premiere well we're doing five premieres mm. in january and february That's awesome. starting in los angeles then london uh poland brazil and mexico for season four for season four that's awesome and and that's because of the infrastructure that the team has built and the way we set everything up is it's scalable people mm-hmm. can just pick stuff up and run with it because the brand is very unique. Yep. Yeah. It is very unlike anything else in the space and we're very nuanced. We're pretty snarky. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love it. Uh, first line of the book. Uh, I was 15 when I found out my sister was actually my mom. Yeah. You read that right. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah. So in I uh, was 15 years old, football player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three three captain of all three sports I played. Big tough guy. Um, very average wrestler. Uh, <laughs> um, and a and a and an okay shot put and discus thrower. Um, but but you know, man, I knew I was gonna play. I wanted to play football at a small school in college. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I had, uh, did well in school. So I had scholarship offers, you know, there were schools contacting me and early on and I was going to be the first kid to go to college and, you know, make a million dollars and all that jazz. And, um, then I, I, re- I remember where I was, uh, that when I found out I was in a car on, on Alpine road at Rockford, Illinois, when I found out that, oh, actually, one of your seven siblings into this, I knew I was adopted. From, I knew I was adopted as an infant, and all of my siblings, the adopted siblings, were older than me. They were all biological from mom and dad. But it was in that car ride where I found out that, oh, actually, one of those seven siblings, and the one who has had a really troubled life, uh, and struggles with addiction, and is kind of like, in society's terms, the problem child, is actually your mother. Mm-hmm. and and you can imagine as a 15 year old kid who thinks he's got it all together you know you know strong guy good grades yeah. you know kind of do whatever i want don't get into trouble um and the, the next thing i knew you know my entire identity was shattered everything i thought about myself was wrong and um and but luckily you know, mom and dad, who were actually my grandparents. This is going to get complicated. This is going to be like an episode of Jerry Springer <laughs> for just a few minutes here. Yeah, yeah. We'll put a diagram right. on the uh, yeah. in the, in the PDF. Maury still around? Maury yeah. Povich still around? <laughs> One of them. Go. Come on. Congratulations, you are not the father. <laughs> <laughs> but your sister is your mom. <laughs> yeah, I joke about it a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah. If you can laugh at it, you can live with it. Um, yeah. So, so my whole identity just kind of, kind of crumbled. And, you know, and still to this day, you know, you, you have to remind yourself, you know, whose you are mm-hmm. and, and it, and as long as you're trying to find, I actually had a, I actually had a low self-esteem from kind of there on out mm-hmm. without really knowing it. I, I craved the spotlight. I always needed approval, very dependent on relation on certain people, like just like I had all of these emotional needs and psychological needs. Uh, that I didn't even know I had. Luckily, Jesus, yeah, right? Yeah. And 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 the truth is that at many times in my life, Jesus has said, "Hey, fear not." Mm-hmm. And as recently as if, you know, in the last five years, I've done a lot of counseling and therapy to help remind myself. And actually, fear was driving a lot of uh, negative behaviors and thought patterns in my life. And so, fear not, Jeremiah mm-hmm. of Rockford doesn't have quite the same ring to it as Mary of Magdala. <laughs> I have called you by name. Right. And, um, and so my, my hope is through, through the book and just sharing my story, you know, that others can understand what it means to take the long journey mm-hmm. of following Jesus to find your identity at a core level. Yeah. You know, I like to think that he says, fear not, Jer Bear of Rock. <laughs> you know, we can go with that too. Semantics. We can go with it. It works. 
<laughs> he's got his name, his yeah. own personal name. I'm kind of worried that you've got a secret nickname yeah. for you. You didn't know that in Revelation, but it's come. Uh, well, no, Jer. Just the fact that he came loaded with Jer Bear ready to go kind of worried me a little. Like, is that the way you think That's about a, me, Scott? As your Jer Bear? <laughs> After the show, Damn. let's cuddle. It's fine. <laughs> I love. Well, listen, I want to ask because listen, at this point we're at 45, so you yeah. want to go oh, wow. long and all right. Just, yeah. Yep. Uh, so we just want to ask a couple more questions. Uh, you you mentioned that you've uh, fostered and adopted some kids. Uh, what are some of the challenges of being a foster and adoptive parent? Um, and then, like, what are some of the successes yeah. as well? Yeah, well, when, when they're not leaving turds on the bed, <laughs> um, you know, the, the the hardest part is kind of you, you realize at some point um, that God is paying you back for judging other parents at Walmart. <laughs> True yeah, right? story. And you're like, oh, my kids will never be like that. Please. Oh, man. And at some point, I remember, I can't remember how old the kids are. I was like, oh, crap. Kids are people, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. But but my kids come from hard places. Mm -hmm. And they come from trauma. And, you know, and each one is different. And um, we're really tired as parents Mm -hmm. because of that. Now... Uh, my oldest has really found some good tools and a great community where we live in Texas. And, you know, we do counseling. I mean, I can't recommend counseling in, enough from day one for kids who come from hard places mm-hmm. um, just because they just need to unpack. Even if it's play therapy, it can be helpful. Um, to me, that has been the number one tool for us because and and we've got really great counselors. You know, we've been blessed with different ones in different places we've lived. And then sometimes it's really just letting yourself be okay with them having problems. Mm-hmm. And we went through a, a, a long period of just feeling like we were failing them because like, why are you behaving this way? Why are you acting like this? Why are you acting like that? Why are you screaming at us? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, and in reality, they, they can't help it. There are parts of them that are, that are just broken inside And there's no quick fix. You're not going to fix the kids. So stop as parents, stop thinking you're going to fix kids who come from hard places. I come from hard places and I still need hugs from Scott. Um, That's right, Jeremy. Extra cuddles. (laughs) (laughs) And, and so the, the less you can stop trying to think you need to fix their problems or even to change them and just to provide them with an environment of love, an environment of where no matter how many times they scream at you, that it's going to be okay and that you're still there for them, um, the better it's going to be. Now, the hardest part of that is I also, you know, you kind of learn your own flaws along the way as a parent too. So, um, of which I have many and my children will happily tell you all about them. But I think, I think just making sure you're creating the environment where they can feel safe is the biggest thing. We've been, I want to get too personal on the weeds, uh, for us, but uh, we've got a son that we adopted through foster mm-hmm. care. You, you know him very well. And, um, you know, Lawson has been struggling and he was adopted. He came to us when he was four days old. Uh, and it's been, you know, Scott, I know, know some of the stuff that we've been going through. It's been a pretty difficult time for us uh, really since he, he turned 12. Um, uh, yeah, that, that those years leading right into puberty. Yes. And all, oh, man, kids are just getting hit with hormones and physical changes, mm-hmm. chemical changes, those that's, that's where most of our hard part, hard times come, come in. 
it's been difficult. And uh, I loved how you, you talked about, um, you know, loving them through it. And that's okay that, you know, that they're yelling at you because, you know, they feel safe. And that's been something for us that has really been hard. Um, cause for, you know, it, it hit with Joe, uh, Lawson would say things like, you're not my mom to Joe all yeah. the time oh, when, yeah. he, when he was much younger, you know, eight ish kind of hit when he was finding out that he was adopted and was really, they want to see what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not that they, they yeah. think that they want to see, are you yeah. still going to love me if I say this terrible thing to you? Yeah. And for, for us right now, it's his anger and his frustration is completely directed at me. Uh, and it's like, it's been a shift. It's been difficult. Um, and that's been, that's been very hard and very challenging. And, you know, we'll do this thing. He'll kind of set, we call it his downstairs brain, which, you know, if you know, brain chemistry and all that, sure. where he, oh, yeah. he's in the amygdala part, he's firing all he's considered yep. about his fight or fight flight. Or flight. That's yep. it. And he's a fighter. And we're finding out that right now he's a fighter. And so uh, it's been enduring a lot of like punching and kicking to me. And I keep telling Joe, I was like, uh, you know, he's punching. My, my son is, you know, you guys, I don't, I've seen, you haven't seen Lawson in a while. And I know nobody on the podcast. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> he's, a, he's a monster. He's, yep. he's a, a giant boy. of a kid. Um, yeah. And you know, when he's punching, you know, uh, it's not with the intention of hurting. I can't explain it to, to, to people very clearly, but when he's, he's doing that, it's, it's like, he's just as testing. Like you're saying, it's just like, he's testing to see what I'm going to do. Am I going to actually respond back to his assault? And I'm like, if he wanted to actually punch me and hurt me, like he could do that. Yeah. And, and what he really wants to do is like you said, he wants to test and see, am I really yeah. safe with you? And he doesn't know that consciously. No, it's just no. this. Because of the fight or flight Correct. thing, you're right. Yeah. But it's hard because you still take it personal. Yes. Even though it's not personal, right? you take it personal. Yeah. Zach, you know, as you were describing him there, does he sleep well? He didn't. Uh, and that's been, uh, it's been a big change for him right now. We've, we've got him on some some meds that are helping him sleep. Okay. And we're noticing a difference. Um, that that was it yeah. for, for our two kids. It's, it's all anxiety and sleep related. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's that every kid is different. Right. But I will tell you yeah. that for one of our children... Um, the one who's screaming at us a lot. Um, we finally were just kind of like at our wits end. I mean, and then we, we discovered she was awake at night for like three, four hours, just yeah. playing in her room mm-hmm. or going down and getting candy yeah. <laughs> or, or just right. like she, she was just had so much anxiety, so much anxiety. She couldn't sleep. So mm-hmm. we kind of were like out of options. What are we going to try? And actually Dallas had recommended to us neurofeedback. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of neurofeedback? Yes. Yeah. Have you tried it? We've not, uh, we're on a list to get that done. Uh, okay. it's not covered by insurance up here. So, right. We're... Well, let me, there's a couple, there's a few varieties of it. Don't do the one with images. Yeah. That's especially if kids are a little on the spectrum that mm-hmm. can kind of make them a little worse. Um, but what, what we found, um, neurofeedback is this, I thought it was hoodoo. I thought it was a bunch of mumbo jumbo, but basically when you come from trauma, you're, you're, you're brain, the connections in your brain aren't, I'm going to butcher this. I'm not a doctor, but aren't always there. The neural pathways that connect left brain to right brain aren't there. And because the, you're always triggering the fight or flight, your delta waves are messed up. So you don't sleep well. You don't, you, you're never at rest. You're never at rest. And even when you are asleep, you're waking up because you're fight or flight. So even when we had her since she was nine months old, right? Like, so like, where does this come from? It's inside of them. We did the neurofeedback first session. They just put some electrodes on your brain and they are essentially just sending different electrical signals through your brain. You don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. Um, after their second session, mm-hmm. 
I had to carry them out of the van mm. into our house where they slept all night. Um, and then within two treatments, it was like Lazarus coming out of the grave and a, a resurrected child. Now mm. it's not a magic wand for every, every kid, but I started doing it because I, w- I wasn't sleeping well mm-hmm. and it's been a game changer for me. My, my aggression levels, like my anger has come down. Uh, cause I come from hard places too. Right. Yeah. So, um, man, that's another highly recommend parents. Try it. Mm-hmm. Um, friend of the show, recommend. Tim head, who we all know, he works as a sped teacher, uh, in the area. And he has mentioned that multiple times. That's something he I can absolutely recommend. And he, we're working with him and Nikki, Good. uh, to kind of figure out where we can take Lawson and, and figure that out. But, okay. uh, yeah, that's definitely Good. something we are, we are anxious. To, it might, to it might not, it might not help him. Right. Cause, cause of all the chemical changes going on in his body right, right. now, but, but just it, it helped her come out of fight mode. Yeah. Now, now, you know, it's not a permanent fix, right? So it's right. We still have some struggles, Yeah. but I want to ask one more question. I just kind of shift gears cause we're ADHD. Um, <laughs> And just we'll talk about uh, you. You you mentioned it, kind of having these uh, difficult conversations. You've had it with your your parents, uh, your adoptive parents, and your grandparents. We found out now uh, you're definitely having them with your kids. Uh, so uh, part of being parents having those conversations. How do you approach these? What tips would you give somebody else who has to have kind of these yeah. difficult conversations? So my the way mine was handled, the the thinking around adoption was a lot different. You know, eighty seven years ago when I was a kid. Right. Um, my father thought it best because of the nature of my my biological mother's addictions to kind of protect me mm-hmm. from that. And so they didn't tell me the story. Um, they just raised me as their own mom and dad and they forbid anyone from ever telling me, which is crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because of that, I think it was the right thing to do mm-hmm. because of my, the uniqueness of my situation. And so they, they loved me and they were always just mom and dad. I never wanted to know. I was, I'm unlike most adopted kids. I never wanted to know who my adoptive parents were or my biological parents. Were. How early did like, how early did you find out that you were adopted? I mean, I, I mean, was that just part of my earliest memories? Okay. Yeah. So it is just part yeah. of, part yeah. of, you. okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I was okay with it for whatever reason. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I was sad. Like, I think there was a moment of realization when I was like six that I can remember my mom hugging me cause I was crying cause I realized what it meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That I didn't come from her belly or whatever. Um, but then after that, honestly, you know, I think God really helped me through it. Now I, today and with our children's situation, you know, what you have to do is you have to determine the amount you can tell them and you, they need to know their entire story, but sometimes you don't need to go into the details. Right. And because going into those details, they wouldn't be able to comprehend it. So we say you came from hard places. Mm -hmm. And as they've gotten older, we told them a little more and a little more and a little more. And, and basically we said, parents loved you. They didn't know how to care for you because they had their own problems. And now luckily, you know, God was good enough to bring us to each other and we can change that pattern and that cycle that, that they were in. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we're doing that. Um, you know, and we talk about it often. Um, depends on the kid and what they want to know, but they basically, they, they know that they came from a place of trauma. They know that they were abused now. Um, they, you know, and that, that abuse was, wasn't intentional that it was, we don't know any other way. 
mm-hmm. and their, their parents didn't know any other way. Um, so we're, we're just honest, but to a point, we don't go into detail about all of the little nuances of it. Right. Sure. But just enough. And now if we would have told them they were abused when they were five, that wouldn't have served anyone. You know, instead we thought it was very important that we always told them your mom and dad loved you. They just didn't know they didn't have the tools to raise you. Yeah. And that, that can help a kid a ton too. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we appreciate you sharing your story, sharing some, uh, some information with us. Uh, we do want to segue to a game that we are so oh. excited about playing. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do a draft. Uh, we're going to draft TV shows. So we were going to do seven selections total. So seven rounds. We're going to do a standard snake draft. Uh, we're going to draft TV shows. So we've got – Love it. We're going to, we're going to mark it at, at 2,000. So pre-2,000, okay. post-2,000, uh, we're going to do in each – in pre and post, we're going to do a comedy, a drama, and a wild card okay. for each of those. And then uh, we're going to have one extra that's a cartoon. So you can take them in anywhere you want. Obviously, you want to start, you yeah. know, pick one, round one, cartoon. Great. You can take that if you want Ninja Turtles. Yep. Got to have it. You know, okay, great. You can take it, pick one, whatever. But so it doesn't have to be any specific order, but you got to have those three things in yours. Uh, and then Jeremiah, you're our guest. We'll let you choose standard snake trap where you want to go one, two, or three, which pick you want. Oh, let's do snake trap. Yep. Yeah. We're going to say oh, which one you want. We don't pick one, want two, or three. First pick. Oh, no, I'll take, I'll take third pick. You third pick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so can you get we the just kicker? for the sake of uh, a little bit of reality, uh, use our uh tipping point as 9-11 because i think there is okay a, yeah, i think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. there's I think something to be said yeah. of pre-9-11 tv versus post-9-11 okay. tv yeah so wow things got dark <laughs> i thought i was <laughs> taking us into deep places you need some, you need some extra cuddles chair bear yeah, it's, it's true <laughs> come on it'll break and then <laughs> uh, okay scott what are we doing how are we choosing who's going first and second okay uh let's rock paper scissors Okay, so I want second pick. Of course you do. Uh, I, I don't Third like it. You know, I'm going to take the second one. All right. All right. Be and prepared for the charcuterie of television get... uh, from this guy. So how many picks are we making? A seven total. Seven total. Yeah, so yeah, you've okay. got uh, pre and post 9-11, a comedy, a drama, and a um, uh, and a wild card. So your wild card would be anything. You want two comedies, you want two dramas, oh, gotcha. you want uh, you know, a cartoon, you want a, gotcha. you know, multiple cartoons in there. Um, you can get those. And then uh, you have to have at least one cartoon in there. And you can specify, like, uh, think of specific ones. If you want to take a cartoon as your cartoon and then take a, a wild card as your cartoon, just specify this is my wild card. This is gotcha. my cartoon. So. Okay. Okay, Scott, you are one. Uh, what's your pick? You lead us off with the, the draft and tell us what your category is. The one cartoon can be either pre or post. Right. right? Cartoon has no okay. time limit. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Uh, I'm going to go number one uh, overall uh, X-Men the Animated Series. Okay, that's my oh, cartoon. Oh man, from the nineties, so good. You okay? <laughs> so good. You were supposed to pick Ninja Turtles. I, no, I'm not going Ninja Turtles. I, I'm going. Not, I love Ninja Turtles, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but the X Men series, like that was, yeah. that was in my life. Like taught me everything about narrative right. storytelling. Taught me like that's I brilliant. fell in love with comic yeah. books. Like at that time, like there's a fascinating episode right. that I went back and watched recently with Nightcrawler mm-hmm. and like. Oh, this, yeah and wolverine and it's it's all about faith it's fascinating okay. you need to go back and watch okay it. i'm gonna i'm gonna get, they're getting ready to re-release it are uh, they did you uh, like i think on disney remastered. plus, disney plus. Yeah, nice. yeah awesome um like remastered and all yeah. that kind of stuff uh jeremiah I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little torn i'm drafting i know against you because you and i do share a love of prestige television not that not that scott doesn't but uh i'm gonna have to take my number one overall don't pick. you do it 
True Detective. No! And, <laughs> and when you took three, I was like, okay, I have to take True Detective. Uh, it oh, is... you're killing me, Scott. Uh, I mean, Zach. The... I don't know why I said Scott. <laughs> I was fine. looking at you. <laughs> like... Have you seen the trailer for season four? Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> you and I, so Scott, Zach and I, mm-hmm. we, we were in a small group and we're mm-hmm. trying to figure, like, feel each other out a little bit. So, like, because, like, I like kind of dark stuff, you know, I like, <laughs> you know, now I feel like people are a little more open because mm-hmm. prestige have you been at times kind of, so yeah, I kind of been watching the show, you know, it was my, my favorite. I was like, what's your favorite TV show? He's like, well, I've been watching, you know, I watch a lot of different stuff. I don't remember which one of us said it first. I was on staff of the church at the time. Yeah. And I need to yeah. clarify that not everybody loves some of the TV shows I like. Same. And I'm Same. like, okay, I need to kind of hedge, you know, yep. especially being on staff. You were, I didn't know you very well. And I was like, yeah. as a, as a fellow parishioner, I didn't want to yeah. share everything. And I so, can yeah. see your answer being, I watched it a was, lot of stuff. It was True Detective like, season one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it had finished yet. Maybe, I think it had. I think, yeah, I think it was it getting ready to start season two. And uh, which, season two is a little rough, but yeah. season one is one of the most brilliant seasons of television ever made. Ever made. It's so good. And season three is great too. Here's the funny thing. Here's what's weird is uh since we've been here this week and like if if the once the kids are in bed, I was thinking, I was trying to think, what should I watch? I was like, for whatever reason, true detective, because four is coming out. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna watch season one again. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's amazing. Watched it in the fall. Um <laughs> finished the, it in like there's only October. a couple shows that I've watched multiple times. Love it. And that is one that I can mm-hmm. I can watch every year. It's so good. The performances, the writing. Yeah storytelling the 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 unreliable narration is so great yeah. and and the characters are just yeah awesome it's great sorry guys i knew that's, i had to steal that's a soapbox. i knew it wasn't it. coming it. back it. to me at pick five yeah jeremiah no, you got uh you got uh three and four here in a row which one should you take okay. um so that's, that's, that's also my post 9-11 drama yeah, yeah. so, so i so i'm gonna pick since since you did a post 9-11 drama i kind of have to pick post 9-11 drama you do it's it's a historical do. drama that's it's called the chosen <laughs> <laughs> i kind of have to pick that one by default guys yeah. of of unreliable the, the listeners like, can't I see would... the logo on my shirt says the chosen it's been, if you watch on spotify you actually i know watch I, it. Yeah, yeah. I know we were we, i watched the i i legitimately thought i was like is he going with like john adams like, <laughs> what's he going with he bass like, reeves yeah. <laughs> it's great I have not started, but finally it dropped no, but, on, on my place. But if I were to pick a non-show that pays my bills, yeah. uh, it would be The Wire. So are you taking The Chosen or are you taking The Wire? I'm taking The Chosen. Yeah. Taking the okay. Chosen. And then are you taking The Wire as your wild card for season? It's pre-2001, isn't it? Was I it pre-2001? So. I think that's I thought right it was after. That. It's right on the cusp. I'm looking. I'm fact-checking here. We need a, we need a production assistant. We do. Uh, you want The Wire for your second pick, though? Because you can do it as a wild card. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. But, uh, but I mean, 2002, I, post. But it was made in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> it premiered. <laughs> it premiered. So my pre my pre <laughs> shows that were made to 2001. So it was so you made. The Wire. Uh, since it was made. Ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I just think that it's <laughs> great. Again, great writing, great acting, great performance. Just all of it's great. And you're taking it as your pre 9 11. Yeah. Even though kind of cheap, I'm feel, still gonna take it. I feel cheap. So, I like. I feel like you've cheapened that. We're like he's the guest, so we're gonna say yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. but I am gonna give you crap for it. Okay, okay got you. Okay. He's calling me Jeremy. What do I <laughs> that's, okay, okay uh, that's fair. it's my pick. I, I gotta have the office. 
uh, because it's not coming back around to me. Yep. I don't believe. No. It um, yeah. So I'm taking the office uh, as my my round two pick for pre sorry post 9/11 comedy. Yep. No, that's good. So, yeah. Oh, we have to have a drama and a comedy. Right? Yes, for, yeah. for each. For each. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you've got you've got a couple pre Woo! <laughs> uh, pre. I, I think there's a couple picks. Sorry, I just hit the mic. There's a couple picks that uh, I don't need your help. Pre comedy. I don't need your help. Comedy. I'm I'm worried about coming back to me. I'm I don't saying. need your help. Okay, I'm so sorry. Don't, don't You're gonna pick all cartoons. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> yes. Transformers yes, for my drama. Uh, Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. Uh, <laughs> Avatar: <laughs> The Last Airbender. <laughs> You shut your it's mouth. It's amazing that you guys can produce show. any episodes of this podcast. <laughs> period. Yeah, that is, that is I mean, the level of ADHD <laughs> happening right now. Also, yep. color code? Two yellows. Oh, man. Purists. Yes. Yes. So good. Real bad. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, and I'm you're a principal, go... right? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. It's safe to say I'm not in principal mode on this show. This is my, this this is my outlet. outlet. Uh, all right. I'm which, go... We should probably mention, Jeremiah, the reason we started this oh, yeah. this podcast was because... Two short dads. <laughs> Listen, uh, tall man. We uh, started this podcast because... Um, we were having these conversations and we honestly just wanted to record the conversation for our own posterity. <laughs> no one else's. Like, that's the only reason about 30 listeners. Hey, there. You, do you like stupid conversations? I like stupid. I like stupid. Let's have a stupid conversation. We'll record let's it and then let's listen back to it. I listen to our podcast. I'm like, sure the advertisers are beating down the door. <laughs> love it. They so love turns it. out we need some help with marketing. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we suck at it. <laughs> for a small fee, anything can be arranged. No, <laughs> might not be able to afford me. All right, back to the draft, guys. I have to go to your pick, draft. Two in a row. Uh, I'm going to go first pick, uh, and I'm going. This is my post 9/11, even though it was originally created or began in 2001. Uh, I'm going with 24. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. One of my favorite shows. season two, right? Yeah, season two, <laughs> definitely season two. Okay, great. Okay, so that's uh, your you're kidding. As one your of my favorite shows of pre all time. or your post? That's post, post okay, night post. Okay, uh, then I'm gonna go. Uh, I feel like I should have a. Why do you get two picks? Because he's snake draft. draft. Oh, so right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Listen, the rules also apply to me. Um, oh man. This is very tough. I'm going to go with uh, the only thing that keeps on coming into my head is um, Parks and Rec for my post 9-11. I hate comment. you. I thought I was going to get him on Wildfire. <laughs> you giant jerk. <laughs> I had to take the office. Like, oh, I'm going to get Parks yeah. and Rec on the, and the No. That, that reaction may be the, this is the single... only reason you took it. That's the only reason you took it. it, it that's your I hate you. You always do this. <laughs> Giant jerk. I thought I was going to get, oh, it's like, oh, my perfect draft. We got two seconds. We got the office. We got Parks and Rec. Great. No. Now I'm shook. I was literally going to take that next. There you go. You suck. I knew you were trying to slowball me. I'm like, <laughs> hey, there's some 90s comedies that you should pick. Fine. I'm taking Seinfeld. <laughs> Deal. I want it. I'm taking Seinfeld because I want my It's not a bad pick. It's, what? It's not Parks and Rec, but it's not a bad pick. No. <laughs> I thought I was going to be able to pick Can we continue with the draft? Yes, please do. <laughs> uh, you get two picks. All right, Jerry Bear, you got two picks. <laughs> All right. For my pre-2001 cartoon, I'm going with Futurama. Oh, Ooh, great show. Okay, okay, yeah, in 1999. Yep. And the first, the first, like, you know, run of it was so great. They brought mm -hmm. it back, and it's a little yeah. uneven. Yeah. Yeah. But, man, just so smart. Sci-fi, mm -hmm. you yep. know, elements. And 
Bender is one of my favorite oh, yeah. TV characters yeah. ever made. Bite my shiny metal, you know what? <laughs> um, and then my other pick, I'm going to go with my. Um, I'm going to pick that for my comedy, actually, pre 99 okay. comedy. That makes my, sense. My cartoon would be um, Flintstones. Oh yeah. My earliest memories as a child are laying on my dad watching it. Like yeah, that's some a of good those one. more impressions than mm-hmm. memories, you know. And that's so Flintstones is special to me. Yeah, that's right. a good one. Love that's it. how you pick two picks fast, guys. <laughs> I think he is very frustrated with that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, let's see. Uh, my turn. Uh, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to take Simpsons as my. Uh, it was a toss up. But... Yeah, I'm going to take as my. Comedy or your. Uh... Pre 2000 uh, 9-11 um, wild card. You're not taking it as your uh, cartoon? I'm not. I'm Ooh. saving my cartoon for something else. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Mm. Uh, all right. I'm going to go with uh, pre-9-11. Probably it's a comedy. I'm going to go with Home Improvement. Mm. Okay. You know, I feel like on a Dad Shorts podcast, we got to have Tim the Toolman Taylor on there, uh, who taught okay. dads how to use a podcast to apologize for things that he said to his wife ow, and ow, family. Ow. So <laughs> it's one of the things that I always remember. Like okay. we need it. We need a Wilson. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then so I've got post drama, I've got post comedy, got pre comedy, and pre drama is where I think I should land on this one, right? Uh, I have you at post, post, and pre. So you've got uh, pre-drama um, and then two wild cards. So you get whatever you want for the wild cards. Okay, wild cards. <clears throat> so you have to have a post, I mean a pre-drama. Okay, got to have a pre-drama. Got to have a wild card. Let's go uh, pre-drama. I'm going to go with... See this. This is hard off the off the cuff mm-hmm. for my '90s stuff. I'm gonna go. This might be controversial, but I'm gonna go with Mash. Are you taking it as a comedy? I'm or taking a drama? it as a drama. Okay. Even though I think it's largely considered to be a comedy. Yeah. No. I. But I think you could. But it's I, not a drama. Okay. It's it's it's, it's, it's a sitcom. So you're taking it as a wild card. It's a situational comedy. Do you th- but with the, dramatic elements. But the whole like spoiler alert. The whole like tone. Of the final like episode, right? Like, is very not okay, so comedic, and I feel like that's the, one episode. But it's the final episode. <laughs> it's the aftertaste of the whole. Like, it can be series. whatever you want, Scott. <laughs> just you. So you're, yeah. We're saying wild card, though. Maya yeah, and I both saying it's your wild card. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll take yeah. it as a wild card. Okay, right. It's I my will turn again. This. Yeah, I no, will it's my turn. This. I got one more. Oh, um, I'm taking ER. I need to get an E. Yep. I need to get a a, a drama pre drama. So I'm taking ER. Uh, my, my turn. Oh, yeah, two, two right. in a row here. And um, okay, so my my comedy um, post two thousand one is Barry. Yeah. Ah, dang it, Barry. Great one. And you sense a theme with Jeremiah and Zach. Barry, True Detective, mm-hmm. The Wire, uh, and dang also it. for drama post 2001 is going to be breaking bad okay yeah, yeah you, you sense you sense a theme there i see that as more of a comedy like it's situational comedy of a yeah. science teacher yes, um, exactly <laughs> okay uh and then uh no, no, my turn yeah. my turn uh i'm gonna take uh for my com or my uh, cartoon i'm taking batman the animated series that's a great one heck yeah that's a great good one. choice good choice good so. choice uh, second only to x-men the animated 
You've got uh, no, it's not. Uh, you've got so two good. picks in a row here. Uh, I'm going with uh, pre 9/11 comedy of the adventures of Briscoe pre County Jr. Pre 9/11 comedy sounds so. <laughs> the adventures <laughs> of Briscoe, Briscoe County Cash. Jr. Okay, very uh, good with uh, Bruce Campbell. Very good, so good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, wild card. I'm going Monty Python's Flying Circus. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. I feel good about that. Yeah. Something that I have uh, on DVD and watched. I haven't. I've, I recorded every episode on VHS uh, <laughs> when PBS did like a marathon mm -hmm. of it. Oh man, it's so good. Uh, I'm taking Arrested Development for my last wild card. I figured. I almost stole, stole it from you. Yeah. All right. All excellent choices. Are we done now? You Here's got your last pick. Last pick. Oh, I have last. You got wild card pick. here. Oh crud! I thought I was done. Nope. One more. One. It can be more. anything you want. Though, okay. The wild card. So. You know, there's a show, a show that I didn't want to end was Escape at Danamora. And it is, it is directed by and written by Ben Stiller. Okay. Starring Paul Dano and Benicio Del Toro and Patricia Arquette, actually. And there was some, I think she won Best Supporting Actress. Huh, totally smokes. Okay. And it's, a, it's a, based on a true story and it's, uh, Danamora is a prison. Um, and it's a crazy story, um, but the way it's told is so intimate, so personal. Just like it's just such brilliant storytelling. Stiller is an incredible director. Yeah. Um, Severance is also like a great show, mm -hmm. also That's directed by Ben Stiller. Anyway, awesome. there we go. Okay. Escape of Danamora, put it on your list. Love it. Uh, Maya finished with uh, Taking the Chosen, The Wire, Futurama, Flintstones, Barry, Breaking Bad, and Escape of Danamora. I finished with True Detective, The Office, Seinfeld, Simpsons, ER, Batman the Animated Series, and Arrested Development. Scott finished with X-Men the Animated Series, uh, 24, Parks and Rec, Home Improvement, MASH, Adventures of Briscoe County, and... Uh, I forgot Mind about Cousins. the bear. The bear is also a great show. <laughs> are, you, are you switching up nope. the bear? Is it? No. Okay. Just, just, uh, awesome. just got to plug that one. Circus. I have to say, uh, Zach, this this may be your best draft. Yeah. Congratulations. Strong draft. It's because I had to great get job. second. Yeah, I knew, great job. I, was, I knew drafting against both of you. I knew what I needed to yeah. get. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, the only one I would have I would have taken Parks and Rec instead of Arrested Development, uh, but I, I feel like I can't go wrong with that. So. Yeah, no, I don't think it's good. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Dad Choice Podcast. Don't forget you can find us where you find your podcasts. Uh, like, rate, and subscribe. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Yeah, we don't really we have a TikTok. We never do anything with it. No, maybe we'll just see them eventually. So, but, uh, what's our director of marketing gets on? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks for joining us, and don't forget to keep on dadding. Later.